Welcome to Teacher Zion Podcast. Wanted to try something new today and just speak with you live, unscripted, uh, regarding something I've shared with our congregation that I I want to try. Um, so, you know, when you look at in Moroni uh, chapter six in the Book of Mormon, it talks about how when the, the the people of Christ came together, the church, that they had the Holy Spirit preside. It was the Holy Spirit that dictated each time they came together what they would do, whether they would sing or pray or whether they would exhort or whether they would prophesy. And so they didn't have a bulletin. They didn't have uh, a pre-existing schedule or events that are planned out or the same thing didn't happen every time. Um, you know, it depended on what the Holy Spirit wanted to do at that moment. Any Anything could happen. And the other thing I, I noticed, and, and this is, I believe, also how we find the New Testament church in the Bible itself, and that uh, the people came together. Most often they were in homes, and they didn't have set up uh, an audience or chairs all facing forward in one direction and then have a pulpit. They didn't have a pulpit. There may have been times when, let's say, the Apostle Paul came and it was a special trip and he wanted to address the people in that church or that region and he may have shared and they may have listened to him. Somehow or another, that is basically um, become the standard of, of churches everywhere. Um, you know, really, if it's a Catholic church that you had the priest up front performing various things, everyone else is relegated to be an audience. And when the, uh, the Protestants and the Reformation movement came along, you know, they changed a lot of things about doctrine and decided it was saved by grace, not by your works, etc. But yet the type of worship didn't really change. It still was, there's a guy up front or people up front, they are the ministers. Everyone else is relegated to audience and your participation is largely limited to singing hymns or, or what have you, give your offering. And it's, it's really, if you look at the churches today, and I know the LDS does it a little bit different. Uh, there is audience participation. I think you have to be asked and maybe it might be that they ask you to speak on a certain topic. But even there, we don't find the kind of liberty that needs to be in the church of Christ. It says in the New Testament, where the spirit of Christ is, there's liberty. It's still orchestrated. You, you see what I'm saying here? It, it's, it's, it's orchestrated by men and not by the Holy Spirit. If it's by the Holy Spirit, it really can't be done ahead of time. You can't plan it all out. The Holy Spirit just doesn't work that way. We need to be in tune with the Spirit. And we need to heed its voice in the moment. When people come into church, 
They shouldn't come empty expecting to be fed. If someone is in that condition, boy, we need to pray for them. That could happen. But this should not be the expected um, mode of those who come and participate in the body of Christ. They should expect to give and to edify one another. You know, the Apostle Paul talks about how is it when you come together, everyone, you know, there's people that have a song, there's people that have a word, there's people who have prophecy, you know, you have all these things. Everyone has a role to play. Let all these things be decently and, and done in order. We don't find that in the churches today. It's not spontaneous and it's not really being directed by the Holy Spirit. How do we get out of this tradition that we've been in of this certain order to all things that we do? How do we get out of that kind of dead gathering and into a living gathering with the living God, with the Holy Spirit moving between us? You know, one of the things that I, I decided to do, if you look at our church or any church, you know, generally speaking, it kind of looks like a, a theater. I mean, sure, you got a cross and a pulpit. Maybe that's not in a theater, but it's, it's still theater. You basically have a stage and you have an audience. And I think that's a problem. And I've been asking them, can we, uh, can we get rid of the pulpit thing? Can we circle the chairs around so we're all looking at each other? in a circle, no one above, no, no one below. There's not performers on a stage and audience members. How do we begin to see each other as equals and to expect from one another ministry? When you look at the body of Christ, and I mean, if you look at your own body, actually, and you look at all the components that comprise it, all the different parts of your body, they serve the other parts of your body. Every, everything that you look at in your body, it's, serve, it's in service to one another. And yeah, we have a head and the body takes orders from the head. Who is that head? It's Christ. How has Christ continued to be the head of his church when he's ascended and no longer with us in bodily form? Well, Jesus had a better way. He said, I'm going to go so I can send the Holy Ghost. And what is the Holy Ghost but just a greater manifestation of the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God, with us. He's still with us. Now, we don't have to tear out the roof of a building and lower the man down who's paralyzed to get to Jesus because there's such a big crowd and we can't get in to see him. Now, Jesus can be with us everywhere. And so he's in each one of us and being in each one of us, then we see Christ in each other. There's a way to learn to love one another. We see the Christ in each other. And also there's a way for us to minister to one another. This relegation of priesthood to be performers on a stage or look to them for all the answers. Okay. If we're young, immature Christians that have just come into the faith and we need to be taught, fantastic. But the point of ministry in the church, Ephesians 4, 5, to equip the saints 
for the work of the ministry. We're supposed to be equipping the saints. How do you equip them? Well, we need to teach them about the gifts of the Spirit and how they can walk in the gifts of the Spirit. It begins with making a true covenant with Christ and then being given witness to that by baptism of water. And then God, if we've made a true covenant with him, has promised us the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And from that, the gifts flow. The Book of Mormon says, if the gifts cease, it's because of unbelief. What kind of unbelief do we have among the saints? Well, they proclaim to believe in the gifts. But what sort of unbelief do we have? Is it not that uh, we don't believe that we can or should or would? That it's not a, is it appropriate? Oh, yeah, when we think about the priesthood, oh, well, the priesthood can work in the gifts, but do they? But remember, the, the work of the ministry, apostles, prophets, teachers, all that, is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. The gifts of the Spirit are to all the body, not just a few. We need to be teaching people that they can walk in these gifts, encourage them. We should ask the Lord for them. Lord, what are my gifts? Lord, use me. How would you use me today? Today, the body of Christ comes together. Lord, how can I minister to somebody? Could be that you have a word to give. Could be you will lay hands on someone and they will be healed. By the way, that's something all believers can do. Do you know that, right? It's in all three books of scripture. All those who believe on the gospel and are baptized, these signs will follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. They'll cast out devils. The priesthood, if there's even such a thing, should be teaching that. Teaching it to the, the members of the body of Christ. Yeah, they should work in those gifts as well. They should excel in them more than any. That's what the ministries called into the body of Christ. That's what they're supposed to do. As Paul said, when he gave advice about using the gift of tongues, he didn't tell them not to use a gift of tongues. He said, I use tongues. I speak tongues more than all, all of you. In other words, he was an expert. And because he was an expert, then he could give them advice on how to do it. So the priesthood should excel in all these. The ministry, the offices of ministry should excel, but not to hold them to themselves, to teach them. To the body of Christ. How do we get out of this performance, this audience, this theater? It's a show. We come to church, there's a good show. Price of admission is tithing. But we're not supposed to do that. We should come together expecting to share, to give a gift, to edify one another to build one another up, to pray for each other, to heal one another, to prophesy to one another. Where are the gifts? When's the last time you've seen the gift of tongue or the interpretation? When's the last time you've seen prophecy from a member in the congregation or anyone in your congregation stand up and under the influence and the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit to prophesy. 
Is it unbelief? We need to come out of this cold, dead religion. Stop doing the show. Stop coming for a good sermon so you can go home and feel good about it. That's what we're here for. We're here to minister to the world. It's a dark world and darkness and, and sin and unbelief and calamities and abominations. How do you combat that? How do you help? Well, it's not getting all political, having a strong political opinion. Your vote is not going to bring about Zion. I guarantee you. You know, Rick Joyner said the darkness in this world is really a reflection of the lack of light in the church. We have a mission to perform, each and every one of us. And we come together to strengthen one another, to be, to, to grow, to heal one another, to prophesy, to have a strategy on how to go out and set people free, to share the love of Christ. So when we come together, can we not maybe sit in a circle? And instead of having one person running a show, if there's someone presiding, if there's an elder presiding, what is it to preside? You know, one of the things that the Holy Spirit showed me over the last, I don't know, 10 years, presiding is about not running things according to some planned out schedule of what we think ought to be done. This, this hymn, we'll sing this hymn, we'll, we'll have a prayer, we'll we'll give have a couple people do these testimonies and um, I'm gonna have a sermon or whatever that that's not what it is to preside I believe God's intention for someone to preside is to create an atmosphere to help sustain an atmosphere a condition by which the Holy Spirit can freely move among everyone that is present and in the mouth of two or three witnesses let every word be established what is our expectation when we enter into the church building when we gather together what is our expectation you know as a priesthood member of the church that I attend you know the expectation is that uh, priesthood uh, I need to prepare for the upcoming service so they're preparing that week but in particular it's not even priesthood it's it's one or two priesthood members whoever it is who's going to on the schedule and what happens when you're scheduled like that let's say if you were going to do a sermon what happens you're making preparation all that week you're preparing you're seeking the lord's guidance you are studying you are praying you are getting ready so that come Sunday, that you can minister to people there. What would happen if we all did that? Every single member of the body of Christ. Not only did we minister to our neighbors and others around us, but throughout the week, we're preparing for the next time we come together. We're asking the Lord, what would you have me do, Lord? Teach me, Lord. Share with me something. Make my heart right. Lord, show me who I can help. 
the next time we all come together. And when we do come together, just be open. Ask the Holy Spirit if there's anything you want me to do. Lord, just move upon me. I'm willing. I'm here. What would happen in the church if we all did that? If we were open to the move of the Holy Spirit among all of us? What if we did our services and conducted them like Moroni says? By the Holy Spirit, according to as he guides and as he leads us. That anything could happen. Let it be according to the, the promptings of the Holy Spirit, not, not the will of man. That's what I wanted to share today. So as we seek to try to find out how we can do this in our congregation, I thought maybe I'd share that message and, and maybe all of us on some front, uh, whether we have control of the situation that we're in or not, we can still do our part. We can still prepare and be open for the fact that I, whether you've been called into some office of ministry or not, as a part of the body of Christ, you have a role to play. And it's more than paying tithing or just doing when someone asks you to do something. Who's the head of the body? Who's your head? If it's Christ, then turn to him and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Is there something you would have me do? Lord, I'm willing. Lord, I'm seeking, asking, and knocking. Lord, I'm reading my scriptures and I'm praying. Lord, I'm here. Use me. The Lord's just waiting for our people. We're willing to be used by him, to let him do the work through you. It's not I, but Christ in me who does the work. That's, that's how we do good works. Good works? Yeah, they're required. What's required for good works? A personal relationship with Christ, that he abides in you and you abide in him. And it is him in you that does the works. Are you open for that? Will you receive that today? And just start to look in a whole fresh new way at how you, wherever you are, and regardless of your circumstances, how you can be a servant of the Almighty. Thank you.